Hi, I'm Amanda Pashuko. This is She Love. Hello, it's Davida. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Anna Dunn. I'm Caitlin Bailey. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. Hey, it's Bethany Nicole. And welcome to Sex Party. And welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. Welcome to Sex Party. <laughs> Sex Party with your host, Dustin Ripka. Hello and welcome to Sex Party. I'm your host, Dustin Ribka. With me on the show this week is Daphne Poiser. Daphne is the CEO of Fern Connections. Uh, they are an LGBTQIA plus and ally matchmaking company, which means it doesn't matter if you are straight, gay, uh, lesbian, queer, black, white, trans, they will help you find a match as long as you're an ally, as long as you're not an a-hole or a jerk, right? Uh, Daphne is also a relationship coach, and she has an insanely innovative approach to all of this. She deals with monogamous people, non-monogamous people, polyamorous people, and the way she does it, I think, is so rock and roll. It's so refreshing. She talks with me about her thoughts on where dating is, uh, bashing societal norms, and of course, one of my favorite topics, how she feels about the dating apps. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Daphne Poiser. This week's conversation. conversation. Daphne Poiser, welcome to Sex Party. How are you doing? I'm good. I mean, why not have a sex party on a Friday, right? Yeah, I mean, it's casual Friday around here, but I feel like I'm always in casual lately. Like, <laughs> I used to wear suits and, like, you know, rock the nightclub stuff, and now I'm just, like, at, in the house doing podcasts all the time in sweatshirts. So casual Friday, sex party Friday, they'll be listening to this on a Wednesday. So it's a big mess and it all works out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm incredibly intrigued at, at who you are and what you do from what I've been able to glean from the internet, uh, our favorite place. But for the people who don't know you, they've never heard your name, seen your face, heard your voice, right? Um, could you talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, first I'm going to say shame on y'all for not knowing who I am. <laughs> but no, I, I am <laughs> they Daphne. Will this. They will, yes. I'm Daphne and I own a company called Fern Connections. It is a LGBTQ plus and ally matchmaking coaching and events company that is located and started out of um, Dallas, Texas. And now we service people all across the country. That's amazing. Um, and do you just work with LGBTQIA people or is it everyone? I, you know, as long as they're allies, I'm cool. You know, I don't work with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, I mean, so if you go to your website, right, um, and I, I won't read the whole thing, but this is what like, like hit me like between the eyes and I was like, I have to have her on the show. Um, you talked about, you know, your experience, um, of trying to find a, a partner, good dates, like compatible, smart people that you could talk with and have, have connection with or whatever. And, you know, you, you talk about your frustration after so many months of, of using multiple apps, um, and, and, and you sort of, and you're going to put this all in your own words, cause I'm not just going <laughs> to bumble through this and, and ruin it, but some of the things that you said, um, you said you decided to start your own matchmaking business for people who want to love who, whoever and however they please and not to have to be tied to societal norms. Okay, right there, you're on the right show, okay? We hate societal <laughs> norms, okay? And then you go on to say um, that you, you, in your mind, the new normal is 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 open for people to date someone outside of their race, someone of of the same sex, someone who is much younger or older, or even someone who has different viewpoints, religious beliefs, and backgrounds. Okay, tell me, tell me more because <laughs> that, that that to me, like when I read that, I had like a Dustin moment, which is like you know, I I, I felt really like excited, and yet I knew sort of. 
Um, I never know where these episodes are going to go. And I just had this, I felt a pull and I was like, we have to dive in right away to that because I think there's so many people out there that are tied up in whatever they're tied up in shame or, or fear or, or whatever. And it, and, and you like saying that, like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe you could find a partner that's totally different, believes other things, looks a different way. So I just take that and run with it, please. I want to stop talking. <laughs> you know, um, that is really where we started. I just think that there's a lot of, um, and since you said I can curse, I'm going to curse. I think there's a lot of bullshit out there, right? And people trying to tell people what they can and cannot do. And people trying to say, okay, you know, this is, you know, what we do, right? What we do is the exception. Why is me wanting to date someone who is not my same race or someone who's the same sex? Why is that not, why is that an exception, right? Why do other people get to choose what's an exception for me or, you know, the people that I work with, right? And it, and it, it even goes to like, like being like in open relationships and polyamory and all that other stuff, right? It's like, there's so many ways to do relationships. And, and that's what, that's how we started, right? We started with like, don't tell me who I can date, right? Don't tell me who I can be with. You know, I, I, I want to decide that for myself, right? I don't want someone else like, I'll, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I've, we've all been there, at least most of us where we have like this peer pressure and people are like trying to tell us, you know, who we can be and, and who we, you know, who we can't. Right. And to me, that is like, crap. It's just like, don't tell me what I can do because I don't really care. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it reminded me, right. Of like, it, it just, it, when I read that bio, it was like rock and roll to me. Like I could hear like Led Zeppelin or whatever the fuck band, <laughs> like whatever, you know, I can hear, yeah. um, a jazz, right. I could hear like the rebellion in, in that. And I, and I just, if you've listened to or watched the show at all, that's what we're about, right? And and I named the show Sex Party for that reason because it's yes, we do talk about gang bangs and yes, we do talk about you know polyamory and like all these these things and the wild shit and there's adult film stars that are on on uh, every once in a while or whatever. But like to me, it's it's all the same. And I wanted to kind of scare people with that title, so I kind of feel like I saw a little bit of what I was trying to do in what you're actually doing. And it just made me feel like so excited to, to have you on. Um, <laughs> I wonder, like, could we go back to like the, the very beginning? Cause in, in the beginning of like your bio, you do talk about how you were trying to date, right. And you were right. open to dating people that were different than you and, or the same as you or whatever. So what was that experience like? Do you identify as LGBTQIA or you, are you whatever? Like, tell me everything. Cause I want to know yeah. what that felt like being, being frustrated, trying to find, cause I think that's a big part of not only this episode, but what's happening is people are really in trouble out there in the dating world. Well, you know, I mean, in the beginning I did hire my own matchmaker, right. To try to find, you know, someone for me, um, I'm not queer. I am an ally, but I do own a queer owned business. I mean, a queer business, right? Um, I do have a kid that's actually queer and, and other people in my family that are queer. Some of the people who work with me are also queer, right? And so, you know, for me, it's really not about like, you know, how you identify, right? Because, you know, you, you can just, you know, be non-binary and just be who you are, right? So to me, it's more about like, we're all human beings. And we get to make the choices for ourselves, right? Now, when I started looking for a matchmaker, and I tell the story all the time, I was literally told no one's going to want to, you know, we can't find you anyone. You know, you're a black woman, you're in Texas, you own this queer owned business, right? Um, and no one's going to want to match with you because, you know, we're in a conservative space, you know? And, and let me tell this story because I think it's so, it's so, effed up, right? It's like the, the story is, is that this person is telling me, you can, I can't find you anyone because you're a black woman and you're a certain age and you're, you know, you own this queer owned business, this queer owned business. Now this person is like running to the church, like, okay, let the church say amen. But the church every Sunday 
with their partner that they're living in, you know, that they're shacking up with. But it's okay for you to be that person, but it's not okay for me to be, you know, who I am, right? Does that make sense, right? So you're going to tell me I'm not, you know, matchable because of what I do and who I am. But yet you're over here doing the same kind of trifling stuff that you're, that you're calling out for me, right? And I wasn't, yeah. I'm not even doing anything trifling. I'm just doing what I do. But when you start like trying to judge people based on who they are and what they do, that's when for me, it's like, I, I just need to like, you know, say what I need to say. right? And that's kind of why we do what we do as a business. And we not only just work with like queer people, but we work with people who are like, you know, straight or straight presenting who, you know, maybe maybe looking for, you know, open relationships or polyamory or maybe they are like people who cross dress. Right. But they also consider themselves straighter. Maybe they're asexual, whatever that is. Right. And so we get to work with a lot of different people and people come to us for this reason is because we're not judging them based on who they are and, and how they decide to live their lives. Right. That's that's really their decision. It's not anybody else's. Yeah, I mean, wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that that's amazing. And we're going to dissect that because I, I think that's fucking gorgeous. I think that that is some of the there, there's been a lot said on my show. I'm super lucky to have uh, people who are willing to come talk to me uh, <laughs> on my crazy show. And 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 they all are intelligent. And, you know, the, the, the audience knows I'm incredibly picky about who I have on the show. And, you know, I think what you just said is probably one of the the coolest, like most defining uh, sound sound bites that we've that I've ever had on on this podcast. So thank thank you for that. Um, and, and and we're gonna get to it. But I also want to ask what what did it feel like to have someone you hired to find you a partner, right? Or, or some dates, at least, you know, you can go out and get some drinks at least, geez. Right. Maybe, um, <laughs> to tell you that you were, you, you were, it wasn't going to happen because of this, this, and this, and you're not good. What did that, did that make you angry, sad, motivated, all three? Yeah, all of the above. So let's talk about it. So, so I hired someone and after I hired them, they told me they couldn't find me anybody, right? And then I interviewed for, with another matchmaker, you know, thinking, okay, well, if they can't help me, maybe somebody can help me, right? And this is the one who told me, you know, I can't find you anyone because of who you are and what you do, right? And I thought, wow, so, so this person didn't even want my money. They were like, you know, I, I'm not even going to take your money because I can't help you, right? Whereas the other, you know, folks did take my money and then all of a sudden they couldn't help me. Right. And, and, and to be honest with you, that is really one of the drivers for why I started my business. Um, because I don't want to have to tell people I can't help you. Now, do I help everybody? No, <laughs> because I don't think everybody needs my help. And if you're not the kind of person who aligns, you know, with the values that I have and the beliefs that I have, you know, for my business and my, and, and my company and, and myself, then I can't work with you. That's why I said, I don't work with everybody, right? There's some people that to me, um, they don't match up with what we're trying to do, right? So, so it's just not going to work. So there's no need to like, try to like work with people who, to me, they're just going to frustrate the hell out of me every day. And, and that's not something I want. Yeah. I mean, who would, who would want that? Because that's, that's, yeah, you don't, you don't need that. And, and, and the space that you work, you know, it, it was born out of frustration. It was born out of like, wait a minute, that's, that's wrong. That's whatever. And, and yeah, you, you have to have like, I would imagine like a clear open mind with, you don't need somebody who's just some a-hole like pestering you, like why they don't have enough, enough dates, uh, or whatever. I mean, what were your reactions to these people? Like, did you, was it, how did you react to them? I mean, what did you say when they said these shitty things? You know, really it was more about, you know what, I can do this myself. I really don't need your help. Right. So I'm just going to go find, you know, my own people, which is what I did, you know, and, and actually it was like a driver for me in the sense that, you know, if you're not going to help me, then I'm going to figure it all out for myself. 
And so I decided to become a matchmaker. I was, you know, doing a lot of research in the beginning. And, you know, I found my own people. I literally created a process like to be able to help people to navigate dating apps so that they could find better people, better qualified people on dating apps. Right. But then, of course, I'm a matchmaker and a dating coach and a relationship coach. And so I found my own people, people and my own person on a dating app. Right. So it's like but, you know, I can do that as a dating coach and a matchmaker. And so it just helped me to like want to, you know, go out there and improve to people, you know, like I want to say F you, you know, because of the fact that it's like, who are you to tell me that nobody wants to date me? And, and, and let's just be really raw real quick. Right. I had this conversation a couple of months ago where um, some people were saying <laughs> in this wonderful industry that I am, that nobody wants to date black women. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> nobody wants to date. Now let's throw another layer on it. Nobody wants to date black women who are curvy, <laughs> black women who are a certain age. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so you're, t- you're in an industry telling me as a black woman who's curvy and of a certain age, that nobody wants me, you know? So that's the kind of stuff that just motivates me to want to like figure it all out and make it work. So, so it's not just, I mean, it's not just one person, right? There's a whole bunch of people with the same mentality. Well, you're a black woman in America. I mean, I can't even, I can't even fathom to fathom the negativity that comes with just that alone, let alone in the, in the dating, in the dating and relationship space. But to me, again, like the, the, this is how you turned it, how you use that as not just motivation, but like literal, uh, juice to power this machine that you have now. And so do you think that you would be doing what you're doing if you weren't, if these people didn't piss you off and be dicks? You know, I, yeah, I would be doing what I'd be doing anyways, just because it's what I want to do. Um, but it doesn't hurt. You know, l- let me just say this. I mean, it is disappointing. It is frustrating, right? But it doesn't, um, hurt me to, you know, hear bullshit like that. I mean, I've heard bullshit a long time. You know, I, I'm not a, a, you know, foreign to like people and their bullshit. So that's not something that bothers me. What bothers me is just the audacity of people to think that, you know, I'm not good enough or someone else isn't good enough. And it doesn't matter if you're queer, if you're straight or whatever that is. But for someone to like, you know, see you as a secondary, you know, um, person. And it's like, I'm not, I can't be primary because I'm black. I can't be primary because I'm queer. Right. I mean, whatever that is, I mean, that's where the bullshit really comes in. It's like, you're trying to tell me that I can't be seen and I can't be heard because of who I am and what I do and how I live my life. So, because you have this amazing quote, right? And I want to kind of like, like kind of link these things, uh, on your Instagram, uh, finding love starts with finding out who you are and becoming the person your heart needs you to be in order to accept the love you truly deserve. Okay. Boom. Right. That's like a (laughs) mic drop right there within itself. And I was going to save it till later in the show, but that quote combined with what you just said, uh, what do you say? when someone comes to you and has had a similar experience as you like, is, is that, is the quote, what what you say first, because that seems like a foundational thing to finding love and whatever, but how do you get rid of that? Because I would imagine people are coming to you and they're like, Oh, thank God, someone who's smart and gets it. And, 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 uh, is willing to, to help me. She's been through it. I mean, how do you address that maybe the trauma that they've gotten from the world and other matchmakers and shitty dates and all those things. Yeah. And that's where like the coaching piece comes in. Right. So basically to me, it's like, I have to make sure people are ready for dating, right? I have to make sure they're ready for relationships. And if they aren't, then that's where the coaching comes in. And I would rather coach people to be ready than to like, just try to like make money on matching them. And then, Mm. you know, them not being able to like really be in a relationship. And that's the other part of what I do is that like, I may go, I may match someone, but I'm also there to help them like build something with someone. It's not like, you know, people think, I mean, matching is fun. Dates are fun, Mm. right? That's the fun stuff. 
But when someone, you know, like is 30 days in or 60 days in and shit starts to come up because it's going to come up, right? Then you want someone you can talk to, someone who can help you, someone who can guide you. I mean, that's the stuff that I do, you know, for my clients, especially those that are the, you know, the most uh, challenging to match, right? Is getting them ready today. Because what people don't realize, there are a lot of folks out there, like in the queer community, that haven't really been on a lot of dates. They haven't really, you know, been in serious relationships. And some straight people who haven't either, you know, that I don't care, you know, how old they are. There are people who have just never, you know, been able to find someone to stick long enough to make it work, right? And so that's the stuff that I do to help them. But I do believe that you have to like love yourself, right? That doesn't mean like you get to like decide that nobody else is worthy of you. <laughs> it just means that you are confident in who you are and you know what you're looking for. And, you know, and that kind of stuff, like if you don't have it, you need someone who has your back, right? Who can help you get there. And that is really what I do, you know, that I don't talk about a lot, which is the coaching stuff that I do, you know, especially for people in the trans community who already are up against a wall, right? You know, it's one thing to be bisexual <laughs> and it's one thing to be a lesbian, hell, or to be a gay man. But when we start talking about people who are trans and non-binary or gender fluid, I mean, it has a whole layer of complexity for people that a lot of people don't even get, right? It's like they don't even understand what it means. And so that's where having someone like myself and being, you know, having a team of people who are educated and aware, you know, and and know how to work with people, you know, that are um, different in a way that others can't, right? And that's what we do. And that's really what separates my business from other like LGBTQ plus matchmakers and stuff is because a lot of them, I hate to say it, don't get it. They really don't. Well, you know, I mean, uh, shots fired. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> like, but like rightfully so. I mean, good for you. Fire more shots. I mean, you're you're right because I think what you're doing is is incredibly innovative. But it shouldn't be right. It should be like this sort of thing where we just accept that people have feelings that they can't quite even explain why they feel a certain way for somebody, but it's there and they want to address it. But instead, this you know this societal society culture even bullshit uh it like no 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 just suppress that no, keep suppressing it or whatever and so i that's that's where we get into trouble and like we talk about that a lot on this show um i mean the complexity of dating just by itself i mean just a man and a woman that already that's that's more difficult i mean are there any well, first of all, what I want to ask you, because that's that seems like a secondary question, what I was just going to ask. So we'll save that one. So what I was going to ask you first is, say someone isn't ready to to get into it, because I know what that's like. I, I spent a couple of years myself where I'm like, no, uh, I just wasn't there. Um, and there was no way during that time that if I had gone on a date that it would have... I just wasn't open to a relationship. I wasn't, I was, I just wasn't. And I would voice that and it would be kind of a weird thing. And then all of the things that come with that, you know, um, why I would still go out with someone? I don't know, but like, I would, I would be honest about it. So, and so I know what that's like not to be ready. So when you have someone that comes to you and they're not quite there yet, what does that look like? Right. And is there like a checklist that you're like, Hey, until you have these four things, right. Let's be, I don't think you should be in the dating scene. I think you're going to be chaotic or what, like, how do you handle that? You know, that's a good question. I actually was just talking to someone about this the other day. It's like when people come to me, like if they're coachable, right. And it's like, you you know, when you go to work, you know, and people are like, okay, can you be coachable? Because if you're coachable, I can work with you. I can help you. But if you're like this idiot, you know, and this asshole that doesn't want to listen, <laughs> then I have to let you go. Right. And that's why I said I can't work with everybody. But, if, you know, what I'm finding is that, you know, people know their shortcomings a lot of times. Right. To your point, they know like, okay, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for that. And one of the things that I'm a big proponent of and, you know, 
if you're not ready for dating, if you're not ready for being in a relationship, you know, and you just want to hook up with people, honey, just tell people you want to hook up with them. Be honest with people and say, this is what I want. Now, what they do with that on the flip side is up to them, but at least you're being very honest and transparent about it. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, I'm not ready for any of that, right? Now, I do believe that if people, because, you know, sometimes people, especially in the hetero world, and sometimes like with other people, but it's like, you know, people want to be in this gray area and they want to just keep like going, 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 hoping that something's going to come out of it. Right. And it really doesn't happen, you know, that way. And it's like, so, you know, you have to be realistic. But my thing is like, it's okay to like not want to be in a relationship, you know, but for me, um, when it comes to how do I help people? It really is about, are they coachable? Are they wanting help? Are they willing to listen, right? Now me, I'm more of a like direct, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like it is girl, right? I'm not going to bullshit people. I'm going to be, you know, kind and thoughtful and, and diplomatic in the delivery, uh, you know, of the message, but I'm not going to BS people. Cause you know, um, I work with people sometimes that, um, you know, they, want to listen. And when they want to listen, and then we can move forward. Right. And I can coach them through how to date people. One of the, one of the things that I do for my clients, especially when they first come to me before they even go on a date, I coach them about like, these are the things you say. These are the things you don't say. Cause you'd be surprised. I don't care how old people are. Right. People don't know how to date. They don't know how to talk to people. They don't know how to communicate effectively. They don't know what to say, right? So that they can continue to date someone. So I literally coach them so that they can be successful, you know, in at least their first date, second date, whatever that is, right? But if they're not ready, um, and I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday, that I don't think you're ready. I think that you got too many hangups and you need to work on those hangups, like go back to therapy and I'm good with that, like telling someone you should go back to therapy or you should go get some therapy so that you can work through, you know, the traumas and the childhood issues or the or the past relationship issues that you have. Because if you're not good with yourself and that kind of goes back to that quote, if you're not good already with yourself, right, then how you, how are you going to be good for somebody else? And so I'm OK with and I've had people where I literally they I'm like, look, if I can't coach you, I can't work with you. And they walked away when, and I'm okay with that. I have a saying also that I'm okay with people walking away from me. <laughs> I'm going to let them go. <laughs> it's quite okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that seems like part of, of your innovative approach is that you accept that not everybody, whether, I mean, whether that's a romantic partner for yourself or business partner or client, like I think, one, you're right. Like once you accept that, like, hey, I'm not, I don't control anyone or anything. So, like, I think that that's huge, and a lot of people can't accept that. You know, um, they just want to always have control over the situation, and then possible, you know, possibly the person too. And I think that's that right there for me uh, is something I remember like unlearning um, in the last ten years. It's like, hey, no. People are going to do what people are going to do and you're not going to stop them. So like, I think that knowing that makes you incredibly good at what you do uh, as well too. Cause I think that that's, that's really, really smart, but it's also hard to learn. People are like, no, what do you mean? Like, you know, again, the overconfidence cockiness kind of thing. Yeah. And, and let me just say this, this whole bullshit about the heart wants what the heart <laughs> wants. Right. I mean, that. <laughs> That is like, I'm just going to say some of the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. And so it's like, you know, just because you think you want someone, right, doesn't mean they want you, right? So trying to like, you know, play this game as to, you know, I have to be with this person because that's what my heart wants. It's it's a two-way street. And if someone doesn't want you, just like walk away, right? Just leave them alone. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that is like, is that something from society or childhood that makes us want to hang on like that? What is that? 
No, I think I think that's like wanting to control people in like some narcissistic bullshit that people think mm. that I can. And I think you said it like people you don't own people. We do, even in relationships, we don't own people. You know, the only people we own are ourselves. Right. And so you can't control people in that way. You can't possess people. And, you know, we, we can't own people. And and when people start playing these games and, and trying to, like, convince someone that you should be with me because right, if it's money, if it's fame, whatever that is, you know, it's not going to work. So it's like just leave those folks alone and find somebody who really wants to be with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you're, you're right. It is, it is entirely ego. Uh, and, and, you know, the Disney movies don't help because they just like pump <laughs> that, like you're meant to be. No, it's not the Disney movie. It's like the Hallmark <laughs> movies, the Hallmark oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like all the yeah. stuff. Have you ever noticed, like, this is a question for you. Have you ever mm-hmm. noticed, like, at the end of the Hallmark movie, there's always one kiss or so, right? It's like, <laughs> what happened to making out long before you get to the end, right? It just doesn't seem realistic to me. So I just no, need to I mean, that out. <laughs> yeah. And before you can, like, I, I just feel like who's not having sex before they're, like, running off, getting married? Like, I mean, what? That's not realistic. Like even, I mean, they can show like ruffled sheets or something. There can be a little wink and a nod, even though it's Hallmark. Like, come on, like yeah, you don't have to get I mean, spicy, spicy, but like let's get a little, <laughs> let's get a little cayenne pepper in there. I think they could use a little spice. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Um, I have to, I have to touch on this because it's a, it's a personal thing, and, and I'm keeping with the continuity of, of the show. Um. And the audience is like already rolling their eyes because I, I bring this up every every now and then. But I want to get your professional opinion on it, right? So there was a time in my life where I had multiple women that I had told, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not in this for a relationship." Um, and we kept seeing each other. There, there was there was three or four of them, and and they knew there were other women or whatever, but. What happened is, and you know, you talked about that gray area, you know, where they think they can change a person or they can whatever. And so at a certain point and, you know, a couple months down the road, all three or four of them were like crying and angry and I love you and you did this to me and I hate you and you led me on. Right. And so I'm not going to ask directly, Hey, is that my fault or like, or whatever, or whatever. But I spent a long time feeling bad about it. And I've had relationship coaches like yourself on the show who have said multiple, like, well, you kind of were, or or they, if you told them then that that you're in the clear. So what's your, what's your, um, your position on this? You know, it, it can go two ways, right? I think that as long as you're honest up front, right. Um, then that's all that really matters. It's like, you know, what happened is, you know, what happens with people, they catch feelings, right? And, you know, they, they say this stuff like, oh, I'm good. It's going to be okay. No, I can handle this, right? And then a couple of months in, they catch feelings, right? Now, is it wrong to date multiple people at the same time? Of course not. Is it even wrong to have sex with multiple people at the same time? Of course not. As long as you're using protection and everybody understands this is what's going on, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that when people... People have to be honest. And if they, it seems like you were honest with them, but they weren't honest with themselves and they weren't honest with you. And then, so, yeah. So like three months in, they're all like, oh, but I love you. And I just want to, but you're, you, you know, if you were saying all along, you know, I'm not looking for monogamy, I'm not looking for a relationship, then that's not on you right now. At some point in time, I'm sure you walked away from that. Right because it probably became very chaotic (laughs) and, you know, and you had to walk away, right? Whether or not you keep one person, you know, or you keep a couple of people on the side, that's really up to you. You know, I, I, I work with people who are into open relationships, you know, who are into polyamory. And so I always say to people, like, if you're going to do that, define it and be very open, you know, with your communication. And it sounds like that's what you did. Right. But for me, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Right. I mean, people catch feelings all the time, you know, even if they say they just want to be friends and this whole situation with, you know, being friends with benefits. Right. You know, people, you know, have this crazy idea, especially in the hetero world, 
you know, women, you know, I hate to say it, straight women, you know, they just think, okay, if I keep doing these things and he'll see me for who I am. And I talked about this in a video not too long ago, but it's not really true because if someone, this is what I believe, right? If someone tells me over and over and over, I'm not looking for monogamy. I'm not looking for a relationship. If someone keeps telling you that, you should believe them because that's what the, that's the truth, right? And and there is no changing someone's mind when it comes to stuff like that. So that I mean that's my take on it. So Yeah, well I and, and I I wonder, I mean, was there a certain point where maybe I should have noticed uh they're starting to act a little love struck. I should cut this off. Like is that would that be on me as well or because like I don't know. I, I just, I, I've analyzed this situation so many times and there was a, a long period of time where I like kind of isolated myself, cut myself off and they, they, they know this already. And they're like, shut up, dude, get back to the interview. Um, <laughs> and we will, but, but I just, I want to explore some of this with, with smart people like you. And so should I be looking in those situations? Should someone, right. Should I have been looking for signs of like, ah, it's time to cut this off. <laughs> Well, you know, and a, and a really big sign is when people start to want to hog your attention and your time, right? When that's the biggest sign for me is like, and because people can kind of try to hide their feelings, their emotions, right? Even though they're like crying in their pillow at night, you know, but they're not like showing that to you. But when they start trying to like monopolize your time and your energy, that's when you know, you know, those are the signs that you want to watch out for. Because what happens is, is that, you know, say, for instance, you've seen one person on on Wednesday and then you've seen another person on Thursday and you hung out with somebody else on Saturday. Right. Right. And you try to, like, keep all of that even based on who you like the most. And let me just be honest, honey, there, there's always somebody we like the most. Right. And somebody that we really want to spend time with. And those are the to me. Those people are the ones who make our lives easier, right? It's like they're not like trying to like make demands on me, but they're still fun and we're having a good time. And so there's always those folks, right? But what happens is, is that, okay, so you already have this schedule every week of how you, you know, who you hang out with. And then all of a sudden, you know, person number one, like, was like, you know, what are you doing on Wednesday? And you're like, well, I already have plans on Wednesday, but I, I'd like to see you on Wednesday. Those are the red flags you have to watch out for. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, my thing was I'd be out with Thursday, right. And Friday would be texting. Right. And Thursday started noticing like me and my phone and she's like, Oh, uh, I made like a comment about it. And I'm like, okay, that's the first time that's happened red flag but i just was like hey you know like i don't i'm not interested so I, like i went back to the the original agreement like hey you know i'm not interested in a, a relationship and so it was those things that i got hung up on with with my guilt late, later on like during the pandemic i felt like oh my god i've caused all of this damage or whatever and eventually like just before you know the first couple episodes of the podcast came out i'm like you know what I'm not doing that anymore. Like, fuck it. Like I was honest. It's the best I can do whatever. Plus I'm pretty sure that like one of these women like created a hair doll or a voodoo doll or something. <laughs> they so like so. cast a spell on you. Yeah. Let me say this. I mean, if you're going to be in, uh, you know, situationships, let's just call them that with people, uh, multiple people, then I would say just be respectful and be, you know, aware of like, you know, if you're text, if you're with one person and you're texting another person, right? It is a little disrespectful, regardless of you know whether or not you know you you've identified the situation. People are going to get like you know in, into their feelings and they're going to get you know emotional and sensitive about stuff like that. So it's like okay, if when we're together, we're together. I don't expect you to like text some other chick or some other girl, you know, because this is our time that we're spending together. Now, what that means to you, maybe you text them as soon as they leave, as soon as they hit the door, but you're still being respectful to the person that you're with at the time. Right. And, and, and I'm telling you, there's like these ways to solve a lot of this stuff. Right. And you just have to like, you know, it, I hate to say it, but it's a game and you have to be able to play the game the right way. So if you're going, if, as long as you're being honest, 
and, and you're being transparent, that's cool. But you also want to be respectful, right? Because otherwise, you know, that's when people get really, really upset, right? It's like, okay, why are you texting that person when you're with me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I, so I totally, totally fumbled on that one. Um, but, you know, that's, again, that's a beautiful thing to say because I think you're, you're not bullshitting it. You're not sugarcoating it. You just said you hate to say it, but it's a game. This is how you play it. I can help you win, you know, but you got to be respectful. You got to be honest. Like those are tenants that you really can't get past. I think, I think every quote I've read from you starts with this honesty with self and also this honesty with what you want. And then, you know, being honest about that with other people and, and also being sensitive enough to not text your side, <laughs> your other side person, like whatever. Yeah. Right? That, uh, so I'm definitely yeah. guilty of that. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I don't think everyone's <laughs> meant to be in a relationship and I don't think everyone's meant to be monogamous. I don't think it's necessary. I think that, you know, as long as we're like, like I said, being respectful, right? We're being honest, we're being transparent, then that's what's important. And I'll share this because I, I, I share this all the time. When I was younger, I dated multiple people at the same time, like four or five people. Now, someone would say that's like a hoe, but I don't believe that's being a hoe. That's being like, this is who I am, right? Because I can't get what I need from one person. So I'm going to date multiple people for different reasons. Maybe because one is intelligent and, he, and he's a great communicator. Maybe because one, you know, is financially stable and that's what I like, you know, or that's what I liked at the time, you know, and there's, that's okay. But I was very transparent with all of them that I'm dating multiple people. And, 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 you know, um, I'm okay with even saying this. I had sex with multiple people. Like, and I was very transparent about that and very honest. But when I was with one person, I was with one person, right? I didn't like, okay, I'm going to tiptoe over here and have a conversation with this other person while this other folk, other person is over here doing this, right? That's where I think you have, you know, people get caught up, right? And they get caught in, in, in awkward situations, but there's nothing wrong with not being monogamous. There's nothing wrong with having multiple, you know, um, people that you're in relationship with, right? And, and, and let me just say this, because people get caught up on that word relationship. It doesn't matter what type of relationship it is. If it's friends with benefits, situationship, a friendship, a romantic relationship, a long-term, it's a relationship, right? And, and people can spin that and call it a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, anytime you're in constant communication and relations with someone, it's a relationship. That's what it is. No, I love that. I mean, this <laughs> this episode is so full of like, I mean, there's going to be so many good clips that come out from this. <laughs> you just keep knocking them out. It's amazing. And it's like, it's really good, valuable stuff, but it's put into, you know, these these, these actual, like, you know, you can, you can take that and use that tonight when you go out. I mean, we said it's Friday while we're recording this. So like, Hey, now you got, now you, you have a, a, a little bit of a battle plan y'all. So thank you for, for, for that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so your, so your, so, so your business matchmaker relationship coach, you also said, um, you match people, uh, in the polyamorous world. Right. So I want to like, like, how does, how does that work? So if you, you offer these, these two different, um, services, right. And so some people come to you just for the relationship coaching. Right. And then some people come to you for matchmaking and then do people come to you for both as well? Yes. So, so basically people come to me, when people come to me, they, I automatically coach them anyways, right? So if they're coming to me for matchmaking, I'm going to coach them for dating, right? Um, if they, um, and, and at some point, once they've entered into a relationship, we switch that to relationship coaching, right? Now, when some people come to me, like say, for instance, they're in an open relationship or they're wanting an open relationship, you know, my, my, recommendation is always this, like, let's start with a primary and then let's build from there. Right. Um, but we always have a game plan. We always talk about like, you know, what are your requirements? What are you looking for? So that way, when I'm interviewing people for them, <laughs> for this secondary person or this, this primary person, I can communicate that effectively to say, okay, now this person would like to have a primary, but eventually 
they're going to be interested in an open relationship. Are you cool with that? Right. And this is what they're looking for. Does that, does that mean that both sides have to be open? That's, that's a decision that can be made later, but it really is like, um, this is what's going to happen. Now, some people come to me just for polyamory that, you know, because maybe they're queer or, and they want, you know, or, you know, maybe they're bisexual or pansexual and they're looking for someone, you know, to fulfill what they're missing in their primary relationship, right. Um, with the person they're with. So, so there's a lot of different things, right. And, and for me, that's why I'm saying that I don't believe everybody is built for monogamy and I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Do you, so how prevalent in today's dating relationship world is polyamory, would you say? You or know, non-monogamy? Yeah, it's, it's still up in the air, right? You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that because of society, right? We, you know, we want to hide, we want to still be um, behind closed doors, you know, in the closet, Right. When when we shouldn't have to be. But it's based on the fact that, you know, people are still like, you know, trying to like call us out. You know, people are still trying to like, you know, shame us for who we are. And so a lot of people, you know, they're all still I hate to say it. They're still on the on the down low, even when it comes to like being in ethically non-monogamous relationships or just non-monogamous relationships overall, um, because it's not typical. You know, people frown on that. Okay. Um, I always say to like the, the matchmaker industry that I'm in, ask the questions, you know, ask people, you know, what are you into? Don't just make an assumption that just because I'm straight, that's all I'm into. Right. Um, because a lot of people, and this is where for me, it's very important that we allow people to be who they are. Right. So if someone's bisexual, hell, just let them be bisexual. <laughs> you know, don't try to like, okay, I can only match you up with a hetero male because you're a woman, right? A, a, a cis woman, when maybe that person is open to other people, right? And open to other things. But if you don't ask the question, you'll never know. And that's where I come in to be able to say, look, I'm cool with this, right? There is no chaining of, you know, of who you are. Yeah, I mean, and that seems to be the the nucleus, right, of your business is that there it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, where you know, unless you're a fucking idiot or an asshole. Exactly. Like, like you, you, those you are the words the, out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't. There's no yeah. help in stupid, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm sorry to say, like, you know, there are some people out there that are just fucking stupid, right? That are ignorant, right? And and whatever. So you can't help you can't help somebody who's hateful. You can't help somebody who doesn't accept that people are gonna be people and like at the end of the day, who the fuck is the bisexual person or the trans person hurting? Nobody. You're just threatened Nobody. by it because you got something else going on, right? That's right. how I see it at least. Um and and so that's you know there has to be some exclusions right um okay so do you do you match couples like if a, if a couple comes to you and they want to open their relationship will you match a couple with a with another person or another couple or yeah I and have. How's it, is that difficult um i don't know that it's difficult um because you know the the thing that we do and if you've seen us on instagram you know we're you know, we don't mind asking for what what and who we're looking for, right? And so um, in the beginning, it was probably more challenging because people thought we were like weird. <laughs> you know, they're like, what are they doing? <laughs> but, you know, now people expect that from us. You know, people come to us for this reason, right? And so, it, so I have, you know, some wonderful matchmaking colleagues. When someone comes to them and they're looking for, you know, polyamory, they'll, they'll a lot of times come to me, right? And it doesn't matter if people are queer or not. It's just that, you know, this is what we do. Because what people don't realize, not everybody labels themselves as queer just because, you know, they're into, you know, different things. Maybe maybe they like to dabble in same sex sometimes or whatever that is, right? But, it, but they're not labeling themselves. And what I consider that is like people who are straight presenting, right? And those straight presenting people, I mean, they like a lot of different things, right? And, and to me, that's where we come in is like to be able to help people. So, so no, it, it, it's not hard, right? 
because we're we're okay with asking for who we're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't again. I can't express enough like how cool what you do is, and 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 the fact that you're so upfront, I think is <laughs> is what drew me and it's drawing me to you more and more. Like going through your Instagram, interviewing you, I'm like, man, like this is this is like. I don't know. To me, what you're doing feels like 20, 30 years down the road and you're doing it now, which is, and I can't think of a, you know, a, a better time in history to to have something that's, that, that's what you're doing is needed. Right. Um, so can you think of a situation? It can be anything where it just was like really difficult and difficult for whatever reason, because I want people to get an idea of, just how how challenging i mean yes fun i'm sure rewarding and you can speak to those things as well but like a uh a client or or a couple or whomever where you're just like wow i this person checks all the boxes they're ready to date uh or they're ready to open or whatever they want we can help them with that but it was just very difficult because i just don't want people to think that matchmaking is just like this hey we're gonna do you know or whatever no especially matchmaking in in this um demographic right uh but i want to say something you know i get hate mail like everybody else so you know i get hate messages sometimes on instagram or whatever it is right facebook like they're especially around the holidays people start to like you know expressing their hate for what i do and I, I really don't care. Right. I, I you know, I wish that um, people understood that, you know, we have the right to be ever be whoever we want. So, I mean, let me let me talk about like when it's difficult. Um, and I and I don't I never hide this. My trans clients are the most difficult ones to match. Right. Especially when it comes to trans women who want to date straight or cisgendered men. Right. And um, or straight presenting. That's probably the hardest thing. Um, and, and the other thing that makes this really hard is when people, you know, even though they come to me, they pay their money, they don't believe that they're matchable, right? They don't believe that someone would want to be with them, you know, either because they're, you know, they're older or because of, you know, how they identify, right? Or how they look, you know, and, and one of the cool things that we get to do is that we help people. We do what we call image consulting, right? Say, for instance, if um, if someone's, you know, in need of like, okay, let me help you to present yourself in a better way because my goal is to be able to, to match you, but I, and I have to be able to present you in the best ways possible, right? And so we help people with stuff like that so that, you know, they can be them be their, be their best selves, right? And so, um, but a lot of times people who come to me, they're not the ones that are like extroverts. They're the ones that are introverted, that are shy, that don't know how to go out and, you know, and find people. They don't know how to um, use dating apps effectively, right? And let me just say, yes, they are a little nerdy, but let me just say this um, because because I want I want people to know that that doesn't mean that they're like jacked up and fucked up. That just means that, you know, they know who they are and, and people are shy, you know, and, and, and they're not always able to put themselves out there like other people. And sometimes people think that the people who come to matchmakers are the ones who are like ugly and whatever. And I hate to use that word, but that's what people think, right? It's like, okay, they're fat, they're ugly, you know, nobody wants them. No, I have some very attractive people in my database and they're very successful, right? And for, and for people who, like myself, I'm like nerdy as hell, right? I mean, and I'm shy, you know, other than when I'm doing what I do for work. A lot of times I'm very shy. So I know how to help those kind of people, you know? It's like, you know, makeup, hair, all the shit that people need, honey. I mean, it's it's out there. There's like, we're not recreating the wheel. We're just like dusting it off and and, and polishing it up and making it look good. That's it. And so we make people feel welcome. We make them feel, you know, seen, heard, all the things, right? So that we can get them matched up with other people who want to be seen and heard and all the stuff. So that's it. 
No, that's amazing. And I have a question on the reverse of what I just asked you, but, uh, so you could put that up here and start thinking of, of some sort of answer. Right. But before I asked that, you did mention the dating apps and I'm so glad you did because before we're getting to the end of the episode and before I let you go, I so have to ask you, I mean, as someone who's a matchmaker, as someone who's a relationship coach, who's doing all of the, uh, innovative shit that you're doing, um, as an intelligent person, all of those hats you wear, right? What do you think of dating apps, honestly? And, and, and do you think, because this is the debate we have on the show all the time. Are you a fan? Are you not? Do you think there's components that are missing on purpose so they can sell us more, you know, shick razors or whatever the hell? <laughs> you know, let me just say, I always say this. I have a love-hate relationship. I believe dating apps can work for people if they know how to work them, Right. But I mean, and I actually coach some of my clients on how to use them effectively. Do I think all dating apps are equal? No, I think that some of them are like, um, you know, I would say a waste of fucking time, right? It's like, and if you, you have to know how to use dating apps effectively, but they're not for everybody. And I'll tell you why. People of color have the worst time on dating apps. And it doesn't matter if you're straight or queer, or whatever. And, and people, um, of a certain age, I think sometimes don't even know what to do with dating apps, right? And then there are people who are queer who, you know, people just want to like mistreat them and think that, you know what, this is just some, you know, game that they're playing and I can just, you know, screw them over, screw, you know, screw with their minds and stuff. So dating apps are not for everybody. And, and what I say to people, especially free dating apps, if you're going to be on a dating app, pay for it, find a good dating app that works for you, you know, use one or two, but all this stuff about, and, and I'll, I get in trouble sometimes. I don't give a shit about OkCupid and I don't care about Tinder. And I've said it before. There's a few apps that I recommend to my clients and to people, but there's just some apps that even though I have people say, Oh, I found somebody on Tinder. Uh, and you know, well. You know, the likelihood of that is very, very low, right? So I, I recommend that if you're going to use them, pay for the preferences, pay for the services, protect yourself, right? Um, I have to be on dating apps all the time. I'm on them right now because of my clients. I'm helping them. Um, but for just your normal person, no. I mean, you know, it, it, it's like mind blowing, right? And it drains you and it, and it makes you feel like, you're less than who you are. So I I really do have a love-hate relationship with dating apps. Yeah, me too. When I when I was single, it was just a nightmare, first of all. And uh especially like into 2021, 20, 2022, everything changed. Cause before you could just go on there and just like have a date, get laid, go for you know, just people were just like kind of kind of hooking up, right? And and then, you know. COVID, the people who were on dating apps seemed like they were like, no, 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 I need something serious. So, so that, so that was like a sort of, sort of a switch or whatever, but, but they are a bit of a minefield. And also, I mean, incredibly dead on, you have to pay for that shit. You can't use yeah. the, the free version is just going to like mess up your life. <laughs> it's going to free Tinder is going to mess up your life. <laughs> You need to pay for yeah. whatever. Is there is there one dating app and and uh, I know it's like different dating apps for different different people, but like is there one that stands out to you that's like gets the gold star? You know, the only one that I recommend all the time is Hinge, right? And and I recommend that to most of my clients, but it really does depend on who they are. Sometimes Match.com is good for people, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I found that it's. For my clients, right? It's good for like, you know, lesbian women, uh, queer women. Um, I'm not sure about gay men, right? And I know there's different apps out there. Um, but I like Hinge probably the most across the board. And Bumble, I think, used to be a great app when it started. And now it's become a little bit of a shit show. Oh, my God. We agree on <laughs> so much. Um what do you think about Tinder doing Tinder Select, this $500 a month thing where it's the 1% of whatever, right? You know, I think if you're going to pay $500 for something, you should just like hire a matchmaker, right? Mm. One that's affordable that will bring you some, you know, great candidates. Don't waste your time, you know, do some events, like do whatever, right? And, and 
that that would be my advice, right? $500 is a lot of damn money for like something that you're not sure that you can get great results on, right? I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> we agree on that too. Um, okay, second to last question. This one's the reverse of the one I asked previously. Can you talk about a time, uh, and I know you probably have a lot because um, doing what you do and being good at it, I mean, come on, right? But can you think about something that stands out in your mind like as uh, an incredibly, you felt like so rewarded and so good about um, something that you did with a client or whatever? You know, I, I recently was working with one of my clients who um, ha- who's very shy, right? Um, and this person, you know, was getting very frustrated with life. And uh, one day uh, they snapped at me. We were in a coaching session and I literally said, okay, you know, I want to help you. You know, I'm, I'm date coaching you and I want to continue to do that. But what I will not do is have you like think that you can just say and do anything because that's not going to work. So what I want you to do is take a step back. And then when you're ready, you know, and you, you know, are being sensible, (laughs) come back to me. Right. And, you know, when the person came back, you know, they apologized. We started working. We were working together for about six months and I could, you know, start coaching them. And one of the things that I had to do is like like extend. And I was like, I'm not no longer doing date coaching. Now I'm doing life coaching, right. With this person. And we started like getting their, you know, life in order and, and, you know, shit started to come together. And then, you know, they, I could see like the, the joy, the happiness, I could see the progress in this person, right. They were smiling. They could look me in my eyes, you know, before they couldn't even like look me in my face to say anything. And they were like, they're, they're now very confident and they're happy and life is going well. And that to me is what, you know, makes my job worth is one of the things that makes my job worthwhile. Uh, people, you know, they focus on the fact that I do matchmaking, right? And I love doing matchmaking, but I, I always say that if I couldn't coach people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this, right? Uh, because this one person is a great example of how you know, someone paying close attention to who they are and not giving up on them and 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 me putting myself out there because I'm doing this for free. I'm not even getting paid to do this because I see something in this person and I want to help them. Right. And so that to me is one of the most rewarding parts of my job. And I'm going to just like put a little plug out there. I won a um, an award earlier this year, right, from Brains Magazine for coaching uh, relationship coach of the year. So as much as I love matchmaking, I'm a badass coach, let me tell you. And I, and I love spending time doing that. No, I mean, that's, that's incredible. And I think just from, just from this hour we spent together, I mean, you clearly deserve it. And that's, that's amazing. Um, so congratulations on that. Uh, well-deserved, obviously. Um, final question. And I don't, don't feel like you have to give away the whole manual. Okay. But like, we're going to get out of here, but before we do, can you give them just like some simple advice? If they're, if they're queer, if they're straight, if they're, uh, alien, if they're, um, whatever, you know, like a black person, a white person, polyamorous, just some basic foundational, but, but from you, from the heart, uh, advice on how to, get out there and make it count in the dating world? You know, I'd say like, start with like knowing who you are and what you want. Right. And and then the other part too, is just have fun, right? Not everything has to be serious. Like start with like, I just want to have fun, you know? And if something comes of that, then I'm cool. But if nothing comes of that, I'm okay with that too. Right. I'll just keep it moving. Because, you know, you have to go through a lot of no's in life and, you know, but eventually you'll hit your yes. And to me, once you hit that yes, then that's what makes the world, you know, so much better and it makes it different. Right. And, you know, um, so don't be afraid of like, you know, the rejections, you know, especially on dating apps. Nobody really cares. Right. Um, but don't be afraid of the rejections and just wait for your yes, but don't give up. Right. And I see that, you know, happening with people, they give up too soon, but 
trying to find your long-term person partner is a lot of stuff. It's a lot of work. It's not easy. So that's what I would say. Like, you know, know who you are, know what you're looking for and go out there with the intent of I'm going to have a good time. If I meet someone cool, if not, I'm going to be all right, no matter what, because I'm good with me. Oh my God, Daphne Poiser. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on Sex Party. I'm like, I'm lit up. Like, I like you're just like, you know, I, like just you in general, just your energy is like so motivating, right? Um, and I'm in a relationship. I don't need your services or whatever, but I just feel motivated <laughs> to, I don't know, go and do something awesome, right? So I want to I wanna thank you for that and for being on the show. And I also want you to tell them where they can find you on social, where they can work with you. Yeah, I mean, um, you can find us on our website. It's like fernconnections.com. And everywhere else, it's pretty Fern Connections. And then if you Google me or look me up under Daphne Poise, you'll find me everywhere, right? Um, but let me just say, if you, even if you're not looking for a matchmaker, I mean, and you're just looking to date or whatever that is, like hit us up. You know, I have clients that, you know, they like what we do and we just like match them with people so they can continue to date. And it's a hell of a lot better than using a dating app. Let me tell you that. So <laughs> we're, we're cool with that, too. Oh, my God. You are so cool. Seriously, <laughs> I hope I hope you will come back um, in the future. I'd love to do another episode with you, collab on something. But until then, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for like inviting me. I've enjoyed this. Of course. Of course. I can't wait to have you back. Big thank you to Daphne Poiser from Fern Connections. You guys do yourself a favor. Go follow her on Instagram. Go work with her if you need the work, right? Go check her out. And if you want to see Daphne again, she will be coming back. We, we talked about multiple collaborations coming up because I just think, like I said before, she's, she's innovative and, and, and rock and roll, right? Uh, if you're, if you're loving guests like Daphne, if you want to see more guests like Daphne and you want to show some love, some appreciation, some desire for more sex party, how do you do that? If you're listening on platforms like Apple and Spotify, you can subscribe to the show. That's the most important. If you want to, you could leave a rating, you could leave a review. You don't have to. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, I love you. I see you. I appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, you could subscribe to the channel. You can like this video. You can leave comments on all the videos. As always, you guys can reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram. And I will see you all back here next week. Thanks for listening. The party continues next week. Click subscribe and let's make this a regular thing. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SexPartyFM. Follow Dustin at Dustin Ribka.